Welcome back to the Series 7 podcast. Today we are going to share a quiz with you that corresponds with an audio lesson from the full series of audio lessons for the Series 7 Top-Off Study Guide audio lessons for the new Series 7 exam. The full series of audio lessons that correspond to these quizzes is available at series7podcast.com. That's series with the number 7podcast.com. This quiz consists of questions which are answered in Lesson 46 of the Series 7 Top-Off Study Guide, Audio Lessons for the New Series 7 Exam. This is a quiz on unit investment trusts. Question 1. It is a specific portfolio of bonds that is self-liquidating. A. Unit Investment Trust. B. Open-end Mutual Funds. C. Closed-end mutual funds, or D. A hedge fund? And the answer is A. A unit investment trust. But it could also include other portfolios besides bonds. In the case of it were stocks, it would not be self-liquidating. It would have a specific maturity. Question 2. The unit investment trust is regulated by the Investment Company Act of 1940. A. True. B. False. And the answer is A. True. Question 3. What is the implication of a unit investment trust being self-liquidating? A. The investors will get back over time the principal plus interest. B. The net asset value of the trust is independent from the market value. C. The trust is free from ownership risk. Or D. There is a constant interest rate until the trust's maturity. And the answer is A. The investor will get back over time the principal plus interest. Question 4. Which of the following is true about a unit investment trust which invests in fixed income investments and select all that apply? A. Buying the trust is buying shares of beneficial interest. B. Holding the unit investment trust to its maturity returns the investment, assuming no defaults. C. If the trust is sold prior to maturity, it has more interest rate risk than other fixed income portfolios. Or D. Unlike a bond, this trust is a fixed portfolio. And the answers are A. Buying the trust is buying shares of beneficial interest. B. Holding the unit investment trust to its maturity returns the investment, assuming no defaults. And D. Unlike a bond, this trust is a fixed portfolio. Question 5. A fixed income unit investment trust differs from an open-end mutual fund in such a way that Blank and select all that apply. A. A fixed income unit investment trust is self-liquidating. An open-end mutual fund is not. B. An open-end mutual fund has breakpoints. A fixed income unit investment trust has none. C. An open-end mutual fund is perpetual. A fixed income unit investment trust is not. And D, an open-end mutual fund pays a little, if any, management fee. A fixed-income unit investment trust pays a very high management fee.
And the answers are A, a fixed income unit investment trust is self-liquidating, an open-end mutual fund is not, and C, an open-end mutual fund is perpetual, a fixed income unit investment trust is not. Question 6. A unit investment trust does not expand nor contract in size once issued. A true, B false. And the answer is A true. Question 7. A unit investment trust can invest in and select all that apply. A closed-end funds, B corporate bonds, C government securities, and D equities. And the answers are all of them, A, B, C, and D. A, closed-end funds, B, corporate bonds, C, government securities, and D, equities. You can invest in any one of those investments. Question 8. The shares of beneficial interest in a unit investment trust can be redeemed prior to maturity. A, true, B, false. And the answers: A, true. Question 9. A unit investment trust that invests in a master limited partnership will receive blank at the end of the year. A. A 1099-DIV. B. A 1601F. C. A CF-213. Or D. A K1. And the answer is A, a 1099-DIV. Question 10. A trust invests in a closed-end fund. The fund's net asset value is $28.74. It currently trades at $29.03. What is the percentage of the premium? A, 0.01%. B, 0.09%, C, 0.99%, or D, 1%? And the answer is D, 1%. Question 11. It is a unit investment trust used to fund variable annuities. A, a fixed income unit investment trust. B, a municipal bond unit investment trust. C, a participating unit investment trust, or D, a stock unit investment trust? And the answer is C, a participating unit investment trust. Question 12. In a fixed income unit investment trust, if any of the bonds in the fund default, the principal that the investor would get back would blank. A, increase. B, decrease, C, remain the same, or D, be equal to the market value? And the answer is B, decrease. Question 13. A unit investment trust that invests in U.S. government bonds that is held to maturity is not subject to blank. A, creditworthiness risks. B, currency risks. C. Interest rate risks or D. Principal risks? And the answer is D. Principal risks. Question 14. What is the advantage of buying a unit investment trust 
that strictly invests in a master limited partnership compared with a unit investment trust that invests in closed-end funds that invest in the same master limited partnerships. Select all that apply. A. It avoids paying several management fees. B. It can generate more income because the management fees are lower. C. It has lower interest rate risk. Or D. It receives a simpler 1099-DIV at the end of the year. And the answers are A. It avoids paying several management fees. B. It can generate more income because the management fees are lower. And D. It receives the simpler 1099-DIV at the end of the year. Question 15. These are considered risk-free investments. A. Direct government securities. B. Closed-end funds. C. Unit investment trusts. And D. Treasury bonds. And the answer is A. Direct government securities. Which could also include D. Treasury bonds. So the answers would be direct government securities, which is A, and D, treasury bonds, which is D. Question 16. When a unit investment trust closes, the investor can blank and select all that apply. A, get the proportion of the securities held in the trust. B, roll it over into the next unit investment trust. C. Sell the shares, or D. Take a liquidation. And the answers are A. Get the proportion of the securities held in trust, and B. Roll it over into the next unit investment trust, and C. Take a liquidation. Either A, B, or D. Question 17. Rolling over into the next unit investment trust is a non-taxable event. A true, B false. And the answer is B false. Question 18. It is taking the proportion of the securities held in the trust when the unit investment trust closes. A calling off, B in-kind distribution, C liquidation, or D rolling over. And the answer is B, in-kind distribution. Question 19. The intention to receive in-kind distribution when the unit investment trust closes must be made known to the trustee at least blank days before the termination of the trust. A7, B15, C30, or D60 days. And these are all days. And the answer is C, 30 days. Question 20. A large position is required before an investor can opt to receive in-kind distribution when the unit investment trust closes. A, true. B, false. And the answer is A, true. That's the last question. Thank you for listening. I hope you did well. If you need to review this topic, please re-listen to the lesson from the full series of audio lessons 
which is available at series7podcast.com. And that's series with the number 7podcast.com. All quizzes and content are copyrighted by Franz Amason. All rights are reserved. No duplication may take place without the express written permission of Franz Amason. Best of luck in your studies.